if building a seven-figure business is on your horizon or in your vision, then this is an episode you won't want to miss. I'm going to walk you through how I helped a company move from 300000 in revenue to over seven figures to over $1 million through a very strategic and intentional process. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. My name is Sheila Cummins. Welcome to The Road to Seven. And I am so thrilled that you've joined us today. You know, working with women business owners to cross that threshold to a seven-figure business is really our jam. And one of the most satisfying pieces of this work is when you get that message that says, hey, Sheila, I just hit it. And I received a Facebook message the other Friday on a Friday night. And this is what the message said. It said, I wanted to say hello, but I also wanted to tell you that my year end was September 30th and my sales were just over $1 million for the year. You were an integral part of helping me get there. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that message made my heart sing. In the moment, you know, as we're working with a business and we're tweaking this and moving and I'm going to walk you through exactly what we did with this company. You know, you don't always see the impact of those shifts right away. Sometimes it takes time for the changes to start generating the results that you want them to. And so this particular company, when they came to me, you know, they already had a steady stream of clients, but she was getting all of her clients through referrals. She has a very tight niche and she provides a very specific service. And that has always worked in her favor. She was at that point where, you know, she's saying, I want to have more clients because I want to be earning more revenue, but I am already at capacity and I'm already working 24-7 and I have no idea how to do that. The minute someone says, I want to add more, but I'm already at capacity, that is like a fireworks explosion that where we need to focus is on the infrastructure of her business. And when I'm talking about infrastructure, I look at three very distinct and specific sections of your company. First off, before we do anything, is we look at your pricing. We need to ensure that your pricing has enough not just to pay you, but to pay a team and to pay a company and to pay your taxes and for there to be some profit that's left over. When you're at that point of having more than enough clients but wanting more, it's an indication that very possibly your price is not quite at the point that's going to enable you to scale. 
And it seems weird to just randomly raise your price, but what we're not doing is randomly raising your price. We are pricing your package or your product so that you have the bandwidth to be able to hire and to put money back into your company because scaling is expensive. When you grow your business, it's going to take three things. It's going to take time, it's going to take energy, and it's going to take money. And we absolutely want you to keep paying yourself. It's not the time to give yourself a pay raise just because you're charging more. What we want to do is take that extra money and put it back into hiring and into the operation side of your company so that you can increase and expand the bandwidth in order to serve more people. Then we looked very closely at the process for delivering results. I already told you that this woman runs a company that does a very specific offer for her clients. And so we started tracking and building out what that process to success was. Now, you'd think you could just sit down and write out your process. It's not as simple as that. There are so many little micro steps that go into you doing what it is that you do really well. It sometimes takes a while to start seeing some patterns and to start creating a repeatable process because when you're the one that's working in your business and you're, you know, what you do is literally within your genius, you don't even know that you're doing it. And it's so easy for you, you don't think that there's any value to it. And so it does take time to be able to really articulate that fulfillment process. And when I mean fulfillment process, I mean the step-by-step process from the moment the client says yes to the moment the client is completed with you. Once we can lay it out in a very linear fashion, we then start looking and identifying leverage points. And the leverage points within your process are those places where we can remove you and insert a new hire or a new contractor or new employee to start stepping in and doing those pieces. Now, this opens us up to the conversation about hiring. We hire slow, we fire fast. When we hire, we want to bring somebody in on a probationary period so that we can see whether they fit not only your company culture, but they adapt and grow with you as your processes innovate, as they get stronger, as they get bigger. You know, is this someone who can bring more value to that particular part of your process? And if we can do that, Do they then become a profit center for you? Meaning if they take, you know, X percent of your process off your plate and put it on their plate, is that going to be enough to be able to liberate your capacity to take on more clients? The more places we can remove you from the results, the easier it's going to be to scale. A lot of this is the internal job for the business owner. It is really hard when you have been the main person to get results to step away and let somebody else fill those shoes. And, you know, there's a multitude of reasons about it. And I've, I've, there's a podcast where we talked about, you know, the, how hard it is to step into those leadership roles and out of the operator role and into that business owner role. A lot of it is honestly, and you might not want to hear this, but I'll tell you because, you know, I care about you and I want your success. A lot of it is ego. 
There's nobody else that can do what I do. There's nobody who knows how to deal with so-and-so better than I do. I'm the only person who can solve this problem. And as long as you continue to tell yourself that story, you are literally going to remain the bottleneck to your company growing. And sometimes it takes somebody on the outside to be able to say to you, actually, I know you're really good at this, but I notice that every time you do, you know, whatever it is, action X, these are the small steps that go into it. Let's start having somebody shadow you or you, let's start mentoring somebody and start noticing, you know, what they need to know in order to do what it is that only you can do. And the hard part is, your role as the business operator then shifts. You're not the one who's solely responsible for getting the results for your clients. It then falls on the shoulders of the people who you hire. And so that is just, you know, one of the subtleties that we had to go through with this company is, you know, help her see that whether she was delivering, you know, whatever it was that her clients needed or, or whether her employee was, all the client cared about was the end result. And her job was to help her team get to that end result, to the standard that she expected. And so when we looked at the end result, we had to literally put in, you know, the teaching term is a rubric. And a rubric is what teachers use. And you've probably seen it if you have kids. They bring home an assignment and it'll say, oh, they got a three plus or a B plus on this assignment. And it lays out exactly what has to happen for a child to get an A or a B or a C or a D or an F. And the criteria is so clearly laid out of this is an A project. When this happens, this happens. You're, you know, you're, you're able to do this. You're, you know, great grammar, no punctuation errors, complete thoughts, paragraphs, you know, all of those qualifiers that brings the outcome to an A place. You as the business owner need to be able to articulate so that you can train your team to deliver the same results. I know that you are an incredible person. I also know that you bring incredible value to the marketplace. I also know that other people can bring the same value when you train them to your systems and your standards. It doesn't have to be you. And so with this company, we started identifying the leverage points of where we could remove her from the day-to-day -day operations. And we shifted her to being in charge of invoicing. Yes, doing the accounting invoicing because she was the one who worked with the clients to figure out exactly what she needed. And she knew the price that she quoted. And we just, again, it took some time until we could find the right price. You know, the price has to, you know, still obviously there's a market price for your price. We for sure want to be on the higher end of the market rate because you do such good work. And at the same time, we can't price you out of the market or you're going to lose all your clients. And so, you know, we had to keep looking at the cost, the pricing that she had in place versus the price of building out the team and could she still pay herself? And, you know, it's a balance. It is not an overnight process. And I think this is the biggest piece that I want you to take away is there's a lot of trial and error. We hired some people that really didn't work out. And so we fired them. What that doesn't mean is that this woman is terrible at hiring. It just means the next time we hire, we have to do differently.
And so once we looked at the pricing, got the right price in place, got the right offered product in place, we created the company's process for delivering results, we identified the leverage points, we then needed to build that company culture and build a rock star team who was trained not only to her process, but also to the quality standards. And then we focused on that. And that is an ongoing thing that she does regularly. But it wasn't until we fixed the infrastructure of her business that we could then focus on her marketing. When you're at that place of capacity, if you focus on marketing and bringing in more into a system that is already starting to crumple at the deepest foundations, you are going to lose your company. There are too many options out there for people to go and turn to if you are not delivering a beautiful, well-crafted offer that is smooth in its delivery, that's meeting every single one of the timelines and of the deliverable dates, and you're under-promising and over-delivering. There's no point adding extra if we don't have that back-end process at a place that we can sustain the growth. So then we focused on her marketing. Now, this is not a a company that's going to sell through Instagram. Yes, we got her onto LinkedIn and started leveraging LinkedIn, but she did her best advertising and promos by speaking at her trade conferences and offering workshops. And she advertised in the publications that her clients read. And we figured out that that was actually her secret formula. And so we doubled down on what worked. We improved the ads that she was putting out. We clarified the offers that she was doing. We kept training her clients to come to her for the right things. And once we got that piece going, then we could focus on client retention. How can we keep the roster of happy customers coming back time and time again? And That is honest to God, the process that she needed in order to get herself up to a million. Now, I haven't worked with this company in two years, but all of those foundational pieces that we put in place have taken that amount of time for her to continually implement and fine tune. And I got to tell you, at the same time, she tapped into her passion and she actually took on a secondary job, which was brilliant. She didn't do it because she wanted the revenue. She did it because she just loved it. But what it forced her to do was trust her team. She could no longer be in the office all the time. She was balancing two companies, and so she had to relinquish control and trust and rely on her team to do that for which they had full autonomy and they were hired to do. And that, my friends, is how we one of the ways that we build million-dollar companies. Sometimes for you, you your infrastructure is fine. You've got all the right pieces in place, but nobody knows who you are. Therefore, we need to focus in on your sales, which for us, the way we look at sales, there's three phases to it. There's lead generation, there's nurturing, and there's the actual conversion. And so if you know, you're at the point where you got the back end ready to go, you just don't have enough people, then we got to go and focus on the sales part of your company. If you remain the world's best kept secret and no, not enough people know about you, you know, we can put as many offers and promos and, you know, have as many conversations as you want. But if you don't have the right messaging 
and you're not attracting the right people through into your lead generation, then we know that you have a marketing issue. And so we go back and we look at your brand positioning and your marketing messaging, and we create offers that literally will sell themselves when they are positioned right. You know, we work through these three main gears of the marketing and the sales and the infrastructure on a continual basis. You have to be looking at all of those assets simultaneously, but we deep dive into one at a time and fix whatever it is that's standing in your way of growth. And that, my friends, is how we work with companies, probably just like yours, that have their eyes on a seven-figure revenue. Listen, if you're struggling with something in your business, it is so easy. Just reach out, book a call with me, send me a DM, you know, email me, bat signal, whatever you need. But the biggest thing that I hear time and time again from the women who we push up and over seven figures is that they were so glad that they reached out that first time and asked for help. So take that first move on your road to seven and reach out and ask for help. And we are here to meet you wherever you are and bring you to wherever it is that you want to go. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.